This call is being recorded. Yellow. That's that's right. That's right. This call is being recorded because for <laughs> the first time in this season, uh, I am bringing on a member from our league. Uh, let's let's get into the the regular intro. Uh, this is your host. This is your commissioner. This is Cody Carlicker, and this is the Sin Bin Fantasy Football Podcast. I am joined this week by Steve Grisbeck. Steve, what's going on, buddy? Hey, not much, man. How you been? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Uh, outside of the fact that I am one and two in the league, and as a one, being being at the record of one and two, you start to get a little bit a little bit nervous. Um, despite the fact that I had a trade drop into my lap uh, with uh, Saquon Barkley and Michael Thomas for Aaron Rodgers and Cordero Patterson. Um, still being at one and two makes you a little bit nervous. You you know what I mean? Well, uh, being at two and one, I don't know what you mean, but I actually can <laughs> emphasize because uh, being the lowest point scorer so far, um, I think my words can be a little more uh, concrete than yours at the moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so being, being at two and one and having the, the lowest amount of points, what's, uh, what's, what's your biggest concerns right now, Steve? Like position wise, roster wise, what, what, what worries you the most? Uh, really just, um, you know, for the past couple of years, uh, I thought that I had a pretty solid score that really pulled me through the season, but so far through three weeks, um, you know, two of my top three guys aren't uh, producing, and uh, Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson. So it's a little concerning, especially uh, with my running back depth. I think each of the past three years, uh, I've come out of our draft looking at at your team being one of the better drafted teams. Um, Now, that being said, I I think two years ago – Two years ago, you caught some tough luck and maybe didn't make the playoffs. And I, I have to go back and look at the the history to to relive that. But then last year, you ended up getting third place, so and so it ended up mm-hmm. panning out. But do you feel like that you've just caught some tough luck over the last few years with that with your draft draft, draft choices, or do you believe that um, your 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 talent or that your perceived talent isn't as good as what uh, what it should be or what what you would think it is? Well, uh, as someone who has uh, been able to get into the playoffs actually the past few years, uh, I'd like to think that, you know, not to toot my own horn too much, but that I uh, will know what I'm doing. Um, but uh, like you said, with, uh, you know, your team and whatnot as well, like I come out of the draft thinking that it's mine's pretty solid. But, of course, things do change. Of course, last year – uh, I think my top two or three picks all went down with injury. Um, so definitely lucked out in that respect, but we'll see if uh, this year is any different. And I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right, buddy. Um, so for, uh, I guess for, for this pod this week, you know, I I don't love the idea of going through each matchup and running down exactly what happened because I think for each each person that's I mean everybody in this league is pretty involved 
Um, so everybody knows what happened with their matchup. So I don't know if there's a need to run through that every week. Maybe, maybe next week, maybe next week I'll do that again because at the end of week four uh, or yeah, end of week four, there may be some different perspectives of what each rosters look like. Uh, but I thought for mm-hmm. this week, it would be kind of cool to run through um, some perspective trades. I mean, there's already been three trades that have taken, taken place this year through three weeks. Um, and I, for this league, if I remember whenever, whenever I first started in this league, it, this league was, um, it was very odd how little trades happened. So mm-hmm. um, for three weeks to uh, three trades to be happening within three weeks is, is very, very odd. And I think that that's fun to kind of look at what potential trades might be out there for other teams. So, so what I did was I looked at, and I don't have to run through each and every single one of these off the top. I think that we can run through these as we, as we go along, but I ran through the strengths and weaknesses of each roster and put out potential mock trades for each one of these. So what I'd like to do with you, Steve, is um, I'm going to present a mock trade and you can tell me uh, which team says no, or if neither team says no, and they should actually execute this trade right now. Does that sound okay? Yeah. And uh, yeah, you, you are right. Sometimes we have had some droughts in trades over the past years, but uh, I think you kind of kicked it off uh the trade frenzy last week, um, getting those three trades all within what, two days of each other. So uh, who knows if we do get another frenzy this week, Uh, but it is is exciting to look at teams now and see where they're lacking and where their strengths are. So let's do it to it. Okay. Cool thing is, is that I actually outlined trades for each team. So even uh, Dan Melnar, whose team is garbage, uh, there is a potential (laughs) trade out there that uh, could make your team better. So uh, your trade will not come up until maybe like trade five or six, but we'll get there. Let's start with uh, the two-time champion and uh, soon-to-be-married Ryan Radio Downs. Um, So the strength with this guy, I think that Radio's roster actually looks pretty good. I mean, he's strong Mm -hmm. at running back. He's strong at receiver. But where his weakness lies is tight end. So what I was looking at is possibly looking at Jake Metzger, uh, who is sitting at two and one right now. His his roster, um, I I feel like he's got some really good pieces there, but there's a lot of la- or there's a lot of depth that lacks, uh, particularly in in running back. So and but he does mm-hmm. have two or three tight ends that are solid. So the the trade that I'm looking at here that might work out for both teams is radio trading one of his. Um, RB2 flex candidates in James Robinson to Metzger for his top tight end, Rob Gronkowski. And the reason why this makes sense to me is that um, Gronkowski is obviously a candidate to be injured at some point in the season with his age. Um, He's been, he's obviously been a focal point thus far for the Buccaneers. So he's, he's going to be a tight end one weekend week out. He's probably not going to be a tight end two like he is ranked right now for the rest of the season. Um, so obviously that gives radio a better starting tight end than what he has in Kyle Pitts. And then for Metzger, his running back situation, it seems like he just kind of has a bunch of flex guys uh, in the, in that running back spot. James Robinson mm-hmm. is at least an RB two. So, uh, Steve, I'll, I'll kick us over to you. Do you think that this works out for both teams? Do you think that Radio says no? Do you think Metzger says no? What do you think? 
Yeah, I think uh, that's all good analysis, and you are on the money where uh, Metzger does need some running back help. And uh, while I'm not completely off the bandwagon of Cal Pitts, uh, obviously that Falcons offense is just kind of a disaster to start the season off with. Um, so it could actually work out for him to move either Gronk or maybe Tyler Higby over and hopefully uh, pull off of uh, radio one of those uh, RB2 flex guys. Uh, so like James Robinson could be a viable candidate. So I think, honestly, that could work out for both teams. Okay. Okay. I think that uh, I think that Tyler Higby would probably be uh, um, not, a, not good for radio, but I think that uh, James Robinson for Gronk – I mean, it makes sense because he, I think Metzger still has Dallas Goddard on that roster too. So he could yeah, kind of interchange Higby and Goddard. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that, I think that they should send it. What do you think? <laughs> hey, if they want to uh, talk it out uh, and maybe if we influence them with uh, this podcast, you know, all the, all the better, but uh, I think if they go with that trade, then uh, I you're, think Metzger you're might fucking welcome. We'll that's, that's right. ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's go Cody to, uh, influencing the league yet again. <laughs> hey, let's let's go to uh a, a couple of a uh, couple of O'Briens. Uh that's that's the next trade I have on here, okay? So All right. uh Bo- Bob O'Brien trading with Kevin O'Brien. So the the looking at Bob's roster, it's not it's not super inspiring, but what he does have that most other people don't and that is a top tier quarterback and I think if he wants to get his roster better he can flip Kyler Murray for some additional running back or wide receiver help so what I have what what the trade is that I have is and Kevin let's talk about his roster real quick um his I mean his wide receivers are are insane he has like four Mm -hmm. top 20 wide receivers on his roster so he he can absolutely trade one of those guys to upgrade in the running back depth department or quarterback department. So the proposed mm-hmm. trade I have for Bob and Kevin is Bob trades Kyler Murray and Jalen Waddle to Kevin for DJ Moore and Ryan Tannehill. Who says no? Uh, I don't know. Bob's uh, been pretty fickle with uh, his trades. Uh, mm-hmm. um, but he's trading his son. That is that is true. You know, he's Kevin's very persuasive. Spot. Oh, yeah. In, <laughs> Especially over his um, <laughs> Honestly, I uh, I think this uh, feels pretty one-sided when you consider what there be after the trade. Um, mm. While Bob does get an increase in uh, wide receiver help, uh, DJ Moore has been very solid so far this season. I think the drop from Kyler Murray to Ryan Tannehill would just – uh, throw his uh, the rest of the season down the tube, um, and just like looking at looking at Kevin's team, what it would be afterwards, uh, Tyler Murray with Zeke with Chris Carson, Justin Jefferson and George Kittle. I mean, uh, that's that's a playoff contender right there. So mm-hmm. um, I, I would think that Bob would uh, say no. Um, just because I, I don't think he would part with Kyler Murray, especially after he chose him what I think in the second uh round as the, the first overall round. QB yeah. so yeah yeah I think that I yeah, mean that QB t- deferential would be uh way too much 
Yeah, I think I think that you're probably right there. Um, I think on on paper, um, it, it, it would probably benefit Kevin way more than it would benefit Bob. Um, I guess I am just concerned with with Bob's depth and every other uh, or location. Um, totally. Is it, or going a couple there. steps and going a couple steps down in quarterback uh, to get mm. a, a a great upgrade in wide receiver. Um, seems like that would help, but I, I, it, Steve, I think I agree with you. Uh, it probably doesn't make a ton of sense for Bob to make this trade. Although if it did come through our, uh, our, our wire, uh, that this trade happened, I wouldn't be su- completely surprised. It would make somewhat sense, but I'd say that Kevin would win the trade. Yeah. And you, you know, with our league as it is, like there will be collusion, uh, accusations out the, out the wazoo. Sure. So, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely, I wouldn't be surprised if people uh, called out collusion and wanted to veto that shit. But. 100%. That's why I put this on here. Uh, so let's go to trade number three. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, my 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 favorite cho- topic so far is calling out Chris Maloka for the decision to <laughs> to keep Darren Waller over Aaron Jones. So Aaron Jones won last week. Um, so so I wanted I wanted to figure out a trade where where Chris can get Aaron Jones back in return for <laughs> Darren Waller. So what mm-hmm. I looked at was, was Cody Billick, who's Cody, Cody's team is, is in second place right now. It's, it's a decent roster. I mean, he's got some decent running backs um, and he's got a good quarterback, but he, he needs some help in the wide receiver department and he certainly needs a better tight end. And what does Chris mm-hmm. like to have one of the best tight ends in the league? So my proposed trade here. Chris Woloka trades Darren Waller and Daryl Henderson to Cody Billick for Aaron Jones and his Green Bay Packer running mate, Robert Tanyan, to make <laughs> uh, make sure that Woloka actually does have a starting tight end in his lineup. Who says no? Uh, I Honestly, I think this is one of your more uh, lopsided uh, offers in this list. Um while I think like Chris would probably jump at that uh, offer, um, it came on his desk uh, just to. I know, he really loves Darren Miller a lot. I, well, not only that, but I think you <laughs> might have gotten into his head just a little bit as well. So uh, I think he would uh, happily accept that. But I mean, getting the chance to have Derek Henry and Aaron Jones, I mean, no one's going to want to pass that up. Um, he did. But, I mean, really, both these, I mean, <laughs> granted. Um, yeah, no, Chris has definitely mentioned that he's kicking himself uh, <laughs> the more you talk about it. So, so both these teams okay, are needing so, wide receiver so help. Willoka says no. Is it what you're saying? I mean, I would think Willoka would say yes. I think Willoka says yes. Say no. Cody, Cody says says no. Okay, got it. So yeah, so I, I think uh, him losing uh, Aaron Jones uh, would be way too much to make up for it in Darren Waller. I, I I agree. I think that the uh, the combination of uh, Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Jones is just is too is too much to give up there. Um, but that was yeah. that was the best the best offer I could come up with. So uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that trade does not seem like it's going to work out. It's not a um, it's not a it's not a terrible trade I, in my opinion. However, I uh, I don't think that that would get passed through. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, and and especially considering just like how banged up uh, Daryl Henderson is, and the possibility of that backfield just 
becoming a, a running back by committee uh, with Sonny Michelle. Um, yeah, there's, I think, just too many question marks there to, for Cody to want to make that happen. Okay. All right. Let's let's take a look at um, the person who is least likely to make a trade in this league. Let's look at Ned. Um, he's he's least likely to do anything, frankly. I was surprised that he even picked up Peyton Barber last week. I think that's who he picked up. Um, maybe it's because last week I told him that he needed to do something to make a make something of his roster. Uh, but nevertheless, he is still zero and three. Um, and but there is there is a trade out here for him to make. So he's actually got some decent wide receivers on his roster, but what mm-hmm. he really needs is a, I mean, he's got, and he's got Dalvin Cook also, but he needs a, a supplemental running back or a flex candidate. And, and he can look no further than his friend, Mike awesome. Who's got a plethora mm-hmm. of running backs. Uh, but what Mike needs is wide receivers. That's what Ned has. So the trade scenario here is just, it's a simple, just one for one, Mike Awesome trades Joe Mixon to Ned for Adam Thielen. Who's <laughs> holding up? Uh, I think Awesome would would uh, cancel Ooh. this offer while laughing because I, I honestly think that he would he would lose too much in um, in Joe Mixon and while Adam Thielen has been uh, pretty solid so far, I, I think there's uh, way too many receiving options in that offense uh, for him to provide consistent uh, production. Um, I, I honestly think that uh, Austin Cena is, is super solid as it is, and he wouldn't want I, to change that. I, I, I disagree here. I think that I think that Ned would say no. Uh, I believe that Ned was scarred by Joe Mixon a couple of years ago, so that com- comes into this a little bit. And then I, I think that the I, – I, I just can't trust Joe Mixon and the Bengals. I think that's what it is. I think that maybe I'm scarred as well. And I would much rather have Adam Thielen on my roster, who I know is going to get me six catches a game for yeah. at least 70 yards and maybe a touchdown versus Joe Mixon. Yeah. who's going to probably get me 20 carries, but for 60 yards. <laughs> and who knows if I'm going to get a touchdown. Um, True. So nevertheless, True. I, that, I, guess that's, I, I guess that's why I thought this was a good trade because I'm not very, I'm not very high on Joe Mixon as a, I mean, like as a fantasy player. And I actually yeah. think that Adam Thielen's floor is super high. So that, that's a fair assessment. And I, I mean, I would think that actually, I'm probably higher on him just a little bit more. I know he's injury prone, and I know he screwed me uh, last year as well as Ned in the past. Um, but he's one of the few backs that uh, receives like a workhorse role. Uh, he's getting 20 plus touches every game. And while uh, the Cincinnati Bengals offense is shaky at times, I mean, there's no one behind them to uh, fend off targets or touches. I mean, um, yeah. And honestly, I don't think uh, Awesome's wide receiver depth is an issue for him. So, I mean, Cortland Sutton and Dante Johnson. I mean, I think he's fine there. Okay. All right. So, um, as far as you're concerned, uh, I am one for three in these trade scenarios. But let me see if I can change your mind here. All right. So, okay. <laughs> uh, trade number five. All right. So we got we we're gonna come we're gonna come to Dan Malinar here. Okay. So we're gonna talk about his garbage roster and how there's literally nothing on it except for two wide receivers. Okay. Um, <laughs> so the only way that his roster is going to get better is if he trades one of those wide receivers 
for a, a, a group of players that could at least produce something. So mm-hmm. my, my trade scenario is actually going to our current league champion and the guy who's currently in first place, whose team I've been fucking shitting on for the first two podcasts, um, <laughs> is direct. <laughs> And I, I'm starting to, I'm starting to, after getting an ass whooping last week, I'm starting to change my mind around Jerome's team. I, it, it's not bad. I used to think it was shitty, but now it's not bad. So it's in the right <laughs> direction. Um, here we go. So Dan trades his top wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, for or Stephon Diggs and Mark Ingram. Okay, so at least, mm-hmm. at least uh, Jerome is getting a piece that he can throw into his flex spot with Stephon. Mm-hmm. With Stephon Dix, right? Four. Miles Gaskin, Elijah Mitchell, and Jerry Judy. Who says no? Uh, I would think uh, Dan actually uh, says no on this one. Um, just trying to think of all of the pieces that Dan would get. I mean, Miles Gaskin is a, a very solid running back, but I mean, um, he's, he's sharing the, his backfield over there in Miami. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is is solid, but I mean, you never know which San Francisco running back is going to produce. Um, so I think, and, and with like Jerry Judy, uh, while he is solid, like he's hurt right now. So um, I think those are just depth pieces for the most part. And um, Jerome would absolutely jump at the opportunity to make this trade happen and get a wide receiver run one in uh, Stefan Diggs, even though he's been underperforming, uh, that would just solidify, I think, Jerome's placement at the top of the, uh, the league. Yeah. So, I think uh, that... Unless you get, unless you get Dan blacked out drunk, I think there's no way that he would accept <laughs> this trade. I just, um, I just tried to find a way to make, I, I think this does make Dan's team Maybe not a little. So, so you got to look at it. Fantasy football is a is a week to week game, right? And that's that's something mm-hmm. that I think a lot of people forget. So, if you look at Stephon Diggs, he is the type of guy that could win you any given week, right? And none of the pieces that Dan would get back could win him any given week. However, you put those pieces together. That that was kind of my thought process where. You know, Miles Gaskin could get you 12. Elijah Mitchell could get you 12. Jerry Judy could get you 10. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, Stephon Diggs hasn't been amazing yet this year. He, I mean, if he only gets you seven, obviously, you know, yeah. those pieces that you get in return is a, are a higher value. Um, mm-hmm. I don't, it just depends on how you look at your roster. I understand what you're – I mean – I understand what you're saying. Jerome, I think, would accept this in a heartbeat. It just would depend on how how Dan looks at his roster, I guess. Yeah, uh, he might want to part ways with uh, Diggs, who, like you said, has been underperforming. Uh, It seems like um, that they're spreading the ball around quite a bit in Buffalo, and Mm -hmm. Diggs' ceiling might actually be considerably lower than what it was uh, last year, not with uh, Emmanuel Sanders on the team and – Moss back. Uh, so who knows? I mean, you, might, you, could, you could be right. Uh, Dan might want to make some moves here and make something happen. But all the people you mentioned is Mitchell and Judy. I mean, I think that's – he's hoping those guys in, like, 
three or four games when they're all fully healthy. Okay. Um, oh, dude. I think our call, our call stopped. Uh-oh. Nope, it's still going. Recording's still processing. <laughs> Let's fucking keep rolling. All right, we got We're one more trade. We got one more trade, baby. And it, becomes, it. it comes down to the two people that are, that are on this call right now. So the, the trade that I think that makes sense between, between <laughs> me and Steve, all right? So I'm looking, I'm looking at Steve's roster, right? And we're just going to try – I'm just throwing this out there, uh, just live on this podcast. Maybe we have our first live, live trade. Uh, or Steve's going to shoot this down like he did with the last four. Um, but if, if I'm looking at, at Steve's roster, right, Steve is very strong in wide receivers. Uh, he's, good, he's good with some, some running back pieces and some, some, some depth running back pieces. Uh, Najah Harris, Damian Harris. Um, but he doesn't have that signature running back. And you know what I have? I have Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, two signature running back pieces. Yes, yes, I know that I have not been high on Saquon Barkley, but he is still ranked as the number RB1 based on many, many experts. So my trade proposal to, to Steve Steve Brisbeck is Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham for Devontae Adams and Zach Moss. Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so obviously, uh, Adams is finally coming around um, after that horrific week one. Um, also, Zach Moss, I think, is finally getting uh, some time in that trade. Uh, sorry, in on Buffalo and pushing out uh, Devin Singletary for some production. And while I do think that Saquon Barkley is starting to come around and uh, getting some. Uh, uh, some headway with that offense. He is still playing for the Giants. He is still behind uh, a, one of the worst offensive lines in the league. And OBJ, who knows when he's going to actually return uh, oh, much less great on last a week. run. He looked really good last week against the Bears. Oh, oh, did, oh did he? Yeah? Oh, shit. Yeah, he looked good, man. Uh, he had like five catches <laughs> for 77 yards or something like that. So, Oh, man. Well, in that case... Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, with with OBJ like being on a run first team, especially like, uh, yeah, I I just don't see how this is completely uh, as even as I would like it. I do agree that I do need some help at running back, uh, but just having the, a stud receiver in Devontae Adams, I, I think it's just too much. With all that said, let's draw it up. Let's make it happen. Let's make this deal. <laughs> Okay, so we need to we need to go back to the drawing board and figure out how to make this work. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> what are you talking about, man? It's perfect. This is totally in my favor. Oh, you want to you want to make the deal? <laughs> Let's draw it up. Come on, man, make the contract. All right, sounds good. I'll send it over. Um, <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I think that uh, that's a pretty good that's a pretty good bow on this podcast. Um, Steve, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate your time this evening. Um, and for everybody else, I appreciate you listening. Um, I will, we'll talk to you all next week. Uh, good luck and, uh, talk to you later. Thanks for having me on Cody. Take care. Yep. Bye.